Well, hi, gang. Uh, welcome to another episode of And All That Bull. Today, we have a really exciting guest on, Trevor Moad. Some of you may or may not have heard of him. Um, you probably have because Sports Illustrated called him the sports world's best brain trainer. Uh, he is also author of the book called It Takes What It Takes, How to Think Na uh, Naturally and Gain Control of Your Life. And he is the CEO of Limitless Minds and president of Moad Consulting. And he is a mental conditioning expert. So he knows a thing or two about a thing or two about getting your mind right, especially during this time during all things Corona. So Trevor, welcome to the show. Well, how are we doing, guys? I, I feel like um, my uh, I should have combed my hair and I should have eaten a lot better this morning, jumping on the, the, the phone with you all. But uh no, exciting to be here um, and, um, you know, really just have a chance to reach as many people as, as we can sort of, you know, as everybody's sheltering in place in, in some version or other, unless you live in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, but you live so, in California, correct? I do. I'm, uh, I'm uh, in Manhattan Beach today. Yep. Right on. So yeah, sunshine uh, in Cali always helps, you know, with the mood and serotonin and dopamine and all that good stuff. But you know, quarantine yes. life is still real. So how have you been holding up in quarantine life? Uh, you, you know, I, um, I had some other things I was facing kind of simultaneously. Um, uh, you know, so uh, it, 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 it's good things and probably less good things. So it's just, I've had to be incredibly strategic during this time frame. I haven't been able to, you know, be like a lot of dumbasses and overindulge and watching 38 hours of news a day. And, you know, yeah. do, I mean, I, I don't have any margin for error in terms of how I navigate my mind through this window of time. Um, but I'm kind of on the back end of all that now, you know, for the most part. So I've really had a good plan just in terms of, um, four or five zoom meetings a day and then trying to walk every 90 minutes. I'm in uh, Manhattan beach about seven blocks off the uh, six blocks off the ocean. Uh, obviously people here, I, I think, and in the state of California have done a nice job of, of uh, adhering to the rules. And, um, but uh, you know, not really trying to judge this too much outside of a, uh, obviously when you step back and think about it, it's just, um, you know, 90% of kids not in school and just, you know, the, the amount of people and then, you know, the economy. I mean, it's just absolutely, um, uh, yeah, I don't think any movie could have described this. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it is at present uh, our circumstances. And uh, so I'm doing the very best I can to navigate this um, by following the same advice I'd give, you know, uh, somebody going, you know, uh, getting ready for a college football season somebody, you know, in their second battle with cancer, you know, uh, so, you know, uh, myself and my, in different challenges, just really uh, adhering to the fundamentals of thinking and, and, and how to navigate um, challenges, because I think there's a way to do it. And I think that there's a really clear way not to do it. Definitely. And I know that you have kind of um, coined the term thinking neutrally, which we'll get into in a little bit, but um, so Sunny Manhattan Beach. I'm sure you have some happening fish taco spots. I used to live in California for a while, so I think that yeah. that's where, where. Where are you? Where are you located? Where are both? I'm you guys back located? in Jersey, but I used to live in Costa Mesa. So you know, though, got to get that EPA and DHA in for you know that cognitive health and that mood. So do you have yeah, any? What part of Jersey? What part? What part of Jersey? We both live in Jersey. So yeah, I'm in Ocean Grove. Like Ocean Grove. Okay, is that down by Red Bank? 
Yeah, yeah, kind of. Okay, yeah, I know the area. I'm in like the Saraville area. So. Okay, fantastic. Well, yeah. nothing like Jersey. Yeah, I know say. Jersey roots, but West Coast, you know, best coast for definitely certain reasons for sure. Are you, yeah, a, sure. you're not originally from California though, or you are? Uh, born and raised in Seattle, uh, went to school in California, and then moved out to the South. Lived half my life in the South, kind of Florida, spending a lot of time in Alabama and Georgia. Mm. Uh, and then, and then back out here to the West coast, uh, five years ago. So, um, yeah, so I consider myself more of a, a West coast kid. Uh, but I've, I've, you know, spent, uh, 18 years in the South. So I definitely put my time in the South. So you got a little bit of a Southern twang in yeah, that. I do. <laughs> I do. I, I still do. And, uh, I try to, truthfully, I try to take some classes when I moved out here to, to, to get rid of it, but, uh, it is what it is. And, and so I embrace it. I always just try and say y'all, even though I'm not from the South, because I yeah. have cowboy boots and I would like to pretend that I am. So, you know, yeah. embrace well, it. The South the has got, it's, got, it's got its charms, that's for sure. Definitely. Yes, it definitely does. So how does one become a mental conditioning expert? You just wake up on a Tuesday morning and you're like having pancakes. and You're like, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to just, I'm going to help people like live their best lives. Like what does the evolution of that kind of look like? Did you have a different career path originally? Was this something you knew you always wanted to do? Were you like that friend when you were five giving everybody life chats on the soccer field? Like how did Trevor come to be? Well, you know, the, the pancake theory is a good one. Uh, <laughs> I definitely think uh, uh, it's a really, you know, it's a really interesting field um, in the sense that, you know, I don't think it's really ever matured across any discipline, life coaching, executive coaching, sports psychology, you know, business coaching. Um, you know, I think there's so many, uh, thanks brother. I think there's so many, uh, uh, you know, different avenues to attack it. I think in the same way that you look at strength and conditioning, I mean, you've got speed training, which is different than Olympic lifting, which is different than, you know, um, aerobics, you know, which is different than uh, distance training. Um, there's just a lot of different ways. I think more broadly, you know, kind of uh, that Tony Robbins sort of, you know, how do you help people get to their next level? Uh, my dad in the mid 70s when I was born, um, he, he had, he had been a high school teacher and coach for, for many years, won a state championship in Seattle. He, uh, he had left, uh, that world and joined four other former coaches and with the company called the Pacific Institute. And really they had this goal to, to maximize human effectiveness and started working with companies like IBM and Coca-Cola and, and doing continuing education credit for teachers at junior colleges and colleges and, and, and businesses were finding an eight and a half hour day. They had four hours of employee productivity. If an employee had emotional issues, it was 1.5 out of eight and a half hour days. And they were looking for people that could offer solutions. And, and so my dad got involved in that world. So I was really raised my whole life in this industry to some degree. Uh, my dad, Bob Moad, was one of the original uh, contributors to Chicken Soup for the Soul, the book series. Wow. Um, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the president of the National Association for Self-Esteem. So I had a really good understanding. But, you know, at the same point, um, while I was educated with it, uh, I still always, I've always really skeptical of positive thinking. Uh, but, but, you know, I've, I've, my dad did an incredible job of, of helping our family understand that, that positive thinking was anecdotal, but negative thinking was very clear. 
So we didn't watch the news in our house, no country music. I mean, we really <laughs> minimized ne uh, negativity. And then I think, you know, I, I was older. I was 18 years old. I was diagnosed with cancer uh, to drop out of college. And I think at all that, you know, then like my whole like bullshit relationship with my mind, you know, like I can be an asshole today and I can be not, I can be really negative. I can not like, you know, I think that's how people naturally are. But when you're, when, when your life is put on the line and you don't have a margin for error, you don't behave that way. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think at that point, the way I was in the way I was raised, I really understood a lot of those principles. And, and, and then they became, I think a better part of the way I've lived my life. And, and, um, and, and, and so, you know, I, I think my dad, I think his probably number one goal was not that I would go into this industry, but that when life challenged you, divorce, adversity, um, pandemic, um, losing a job, being furloughed, uh, not getting the job, you know, get, uh, just different things that, that inevitably we're going to face that, that I would have the skill set to handle those things. Um, and then secondly, when, when I would have success and, 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 and do different things in life that I would also know how to handle that success. And uh, that's where I'm probably most grateful to my, my father for is my understanding of, of having a healthy self-esteem and, and, and being able to be in a moment like this facing multiple adversities at the same time uh, and, and other elements and other things and, and, and really knowing how to navigate, knowing how to handle myself in a hyper negative culture. And mm -hmm. I feel so bad for so many people, you know, just so idiotic with what they're doing every day and have no idea how much harder they're making it for themselves just to get through today. I love everything about what you just said because this is like what I preach on the daily. It's so funny. I was just at my mom's yesterday and I always joke because we grew up, she, I grew up listening to her read me things like the, your erroneous zone and don't sweat the small stuff. Like, you know, Dr. Dyer, mm -hmm. a lot of these letting go of your ego. Dyer, yeah. Love him. Like I absolutely like that's what my mom read me instead of mother goose. But I think right now it's so important for people to hear that message. Like your bullshit relationship with your mind. I'm, I'm sure you're sick of it more, but I am so sick of people right now just playing the victim when there are people who are really, you know, going through some shit. But also it's like, you do have some say in when you choose your mindset and like, you know, you have 2,500 to 3,000 thoughts a minute. Like, okay, you have one bad thought. Like, that's fine. You have a lot of other thousands of thoughts to go and like try again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... From an educational perspective, I've really never spent a lot of time in the thought zone. Uh, be, be, well, I mean, first of all, this comes down to influence. And, and, you know, Brianna, you'll be 10 times more influential over you than I would be over you. And, and that's just the truth. And thoughts are, you know, sort of free-formed matter. Uh, but words are 10 times more powerful than thoughts. And negativity is a multiple of four to seven times more powerful than positivity. And that's just, that's just the way we're wired. 10,000 years ago, dinosaurs, the scary world we lived in. If, if we, if we didn't expect the worst and, and, and think strategically that way, we could die every day. And, and I think that, um, our wiring never changed. So, um, you know, negativity from the Mayo Clinic to, you know, all the way down. I mean, it reduces creativity by 18%, reduces uh, the ability to make decisions by 30%. Our increases our errors, you know, astronomically in terms of our percentages, makes us afraid to make decisions. Um, but the thoughts I've never really worried about because I've been with so many athletes before national championships and big moments 
where we're all over the place. It's the words uh, and it's what we say out loud, number one, and then what we choose to, to consume, what we listen to, who we talk to, what we're watching on television. You know, three minutes of news, or of cable news, just regular news, even pre this, increased your probability by 27%. You'll say you had a shitty day. And so when we teach at Alabama, at Florida State, at Georgia, at all these different places, we just want our players to understand the negative of negative. And we don't teach positive thinking. Uh, we think it's a very difficult sell to, uh, you know, area to, to, to get people to buy into, particularly you know, if you don't have a dad in your life, if you come from a family below the poverty line. But people, if, if people don't want to be negative, and all the data is very clear, so we've, we've found out that if we can help people be less negative, particularly its number one carrier, which is language, if we can minimize that, if they were never positive, but they learned how to be less negative, uh, it would change their life uh, exponentially. Yeah, I think that's so amazing. I think that, I mean, I, I want to obviously hear how about you, how you develop this whole thinking neutrally, but I think that's an important thing for people in general to realize, especially right now when we're having a lot of these emotional waves and you know it's like people get so attached to one emotion or like you were saying even like one word and it's like you know all these things in life are transient and you know in, in Taoist philosophy and all that kind of stuff they talk about impermanence and non-attachment and going with the flow and you know all that kind of stuff so can you talk to us a little bit about how like you came up with thinking neutrally I'm sure you were eating pancakes again with you know your dad and hanging out and then you, yeah. had, a, you had a thought or a word that came to your mind so how did that kind of be because I'm sure that's helped a lot of people especially when we live in this world of extremities of you know highs and lows and black and white and you know we're kind of all right now I think just waiting for the next high or the next low yeah yeah um I mean I, I think look um I've always been a believer that if the, the people listen to this right now the five things that, that they decided, if, 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 if you thought right now, what are five things I could not do to help myself get better, you could probably help yourself more than trying to do five new things. And oh ultimately, ultimately, the minimization of, 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 of negativity is, is powerful, but ultimately you, you, you have to do something as well. So um, when, when I would go to the University of Georgia in 2016, um, my mind was in this idea of a car. Now, being neutral has been, you know, like you mentioned, Taoism and other things, like the state of stoicism or neutrality is not new. But in Asian world, you know, it, it, it implies, it does imply like impermanence, it implies non-emotion, it implies non like this. That's not what I'm talking about. My mind was like thinking of a car. So a car goes backwards mm -hmm. and it goes forward, but it can't go from backwards to forward or forward to backwards. It's got to go to neutral in, in the middle ground. So my idea was, you know, how, when, when things aren't going well, how do we get to this middle ground where we can make behavior modification and either change it or we can not modify it and go back to where we were, you know, um, because that's always a choice. And um, so the idea of neutral was, look, the, the number one issue people have with positive thinking, and I'm very credible to talk about it because I was raised in it my whole life. And I listen to, to you know, and, and, and I love You Can If You Think You Can and The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale, who I think was an incredible neutral educator. Uh, and, and, you know, Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar and all those. But the, the, it, we've only known two states of mind, negative and positive. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and so the opposite of negative was going to be positive. 
But positive thinking is such a challenge for most people because it implies when we have a bad outcome that it didn't happen and we, we immediately have to transition our mind to pretending that didn't happen and expecting something good to happen. And when you go through divorce, when you go through a health challenge, a lot of those things like, and, and for people facing this, whether they have the virus or their family has it or their friends or they're out of work or they're furloughed, you know, uh, a positive expectation is different. Or, 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 you know, just like, you know, uh, I'm not hugely political, but like, you know, our, our politicians don't, aren't, aren't inspiring at all, mm -hmm, you right. know, and, and, and uh, or, or very competent in, in a lot of ways. So, you know, you have all these different factors. So you're like, hey, look at what I'm dealing with. This dude's our president. This is our situation. This is our circumstance. There's no bad, you know, like that's all real. But, but the, while the past is real, it's not predictive. And that's just the truth. You know, in a game of, you know, three and a half quarters, you're losing. The, 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 the final half quarter could be different when you get the ball if you do something different. So I think that that's for us was, was a really powerful tool that, that neutral is the idea that the past is real, but what happens next is going to be based upon what I do. So I'm going to think in terms of behavior, not outcomes. And then negative thinking is a wasteful space to be look at the, you know, for the last two months, what's happened. And you project that to the next two months mm -hmm. because it's safe to do it. And you think it, but, but it's not true because the next two months haven't happened. So you don't know. And as much as everybody said, China was never going to be a country anymore. It's a country now. And many of the offices and people are back at work now, maybe. So like the news won't talk about it because their jobs to sell fear mm -hmm. and that's what they do. But, but, you know, as you see some of these, like, so the simple fact of the matter is two or three months from now could be very different. They could not be like all you control is right now. And that's going to be based upon if I'm in Red Bank or West Patterson or Secaucus or Manhattan or Manhattan Beach or Bend, Oregon, you know, what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to do the best to navigate my situation? You know, uh, what loans am I applying for? What circumstances in a situation? You know, I got in a car accident three weeks ago. My car got totaled and I had, to rent a car and do all this different stuff. And, you know, just, you know, like you got to navigate through your reality, but, but you, you, you can't concede the year just because the last couple of months have been really challenging. And they are, this time is challenging. There's no doubt about it, you know, uh, but we don't know what's going to happen next. So, you know, um, uh, keeping your mind open and being truthful, like you don't know tomorrow's going to be shit, you know, and you, and you don't know it's going to be good. So for the people that are like, no, everything's just going to be fucked for the rest of the year. <laughs> they don't know. Like they, yeah. it's just not, it's just, it, we, we don't know, you know, it, why are the NBA offices in China open? If like, how did they do it? They like, they figured it out. So, um, I, you know, that doesn't mean we will, you know, so I, it's just, that's, that's the idea of staying neutral is, is accepting the past, but knowing that the future is undetermined and it's going to be more based upon what you do and how you navigate than uh, any outcome. That's, that's how we've chosen to look at it. It takes what it takes, explores it. The timing ends up working well, but you know, th this to me is not like, uh, like a, an opt-in opt-out philosophy. This is how in the world I've been living in with the athletes that I've been living, this is how we live. Mm -hmm. What would Go ahead. go ahead, Christine. No, go ahead. What What would you say, like, as far as for somebody who maybe hasn't had something traumatic happen, like they haven't experienced cancer, they haven't experienced a major 
Like for me, example, I just, I'm on unemployment. Uh, I'm a hairdresser. Mm -hmm. I can't work right now. Obviously, you know, these negative thoughts, definitely I've experienced it, decrease creativity. I could feel it when it happens to me. What would you say to somebody who is trying to get themselves into that neutral thinking headspace that doesn't know how to get there? I mean, like, how do you deflect those negative words and actions and people? Like, how do you go about that in your day-to-day life? Well, I think the number one thing is the number one goal we have at our organization is to stop saying stupid shit out loud. <laughs> Love uh, it. You know, <laughs> because, because I mean, that, that's in your control. And yeah. there's, I have, I have, you know, I, I don't have any answer for your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, meditation, affirmations, you know, a lot of the traditional elements, that's what they go after. And I think, you know, after a period of time, uh, like, you know, when I, when I started transitioning out of sports and going more into business, Mm-hmm. And I was like, mindfulness and meditation, like that's the billion dollar brand in our industry. That's the fucking hardest stuff to do. Oh my God. Like, totally. Meditation so is, is, is incredibly hard. It's just, you know, it, it, but I don't, I don't just believe in its power, mm-hmm. but if, if you're saying, okay, you're on unemployment, you don't know when you're going to go back, yeah. you know, oh, go to your headspace app and meditate. It's going to be difficult, like, uh, um, but living in that negativity um, mm-hmm. is, is, is a real dangerous place to live, um, and pretending that it's not real is not realistic for yourself because you need to be strategic in terms of how you navigate going forward, you know, yeah. relative, and, and your mind needs to, to be able to function to figure out, like, um, you know, what you can do. Um, you know, in order to position yourself to, uh, you know, to, to function. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we're going to retreat and we go home and we spend some time with our family and, and we do different other things and, and, you know, other elements we, you know, you know, is it safe to be somebody that can go to somebody's house? And, you know, uh, I've had somebody every couple of weeks that's, that's come over and I did try to track somebody down to, you know, to, to, to spend a couple hours and cut my hair and do all that stuff. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, but I think, you know, I think that those are, those are some of the things that, that we have to, you know, figure out how to navigate. Um, but I also, the reason I share my story about having to drop out of college and all those things is I have great empathy mm-hmm. because I was raised with the most incredible dad who's one of the most amazing educators ever. But anyways, I, I think that's, I think, you know, I, I get it. So you want to think of the things that are in your control, like, if your thoughts weren't all over the place, you wouldn't be human. But, but you know, what type of conversations are you having daily? What are you watching? What are you listening to? You know, if you find yourself like listening to Sinead O'Connor all day, you know, like emotional cutting, I call it. Um, yes. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and so, and so I think that that's, you know, to, to the degree that you can minimize that under your circumstances, they won't less, they won't change your circumstances imminently, but they'll change how often you're reliving it, you know, and then also developing like an answer, like, Hey, you know, I'm not hundred percent, you know, uh, like a neutral answer. People say, what's going on. Hey, you know, right, right now, I'd love to be back at work where I'm not hundred percent sure how I'm going to navigate uh, this, this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, eventually uh, things will open up and we'll have an opportunity to go back in and, and, uh, and, and do this. And if I need to adapt and adjust, you know, uh, I mean, the, the, the need, the need for your job isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. 
you know um so and that's where you have to be you know logical and you have to have those like uh, mutual conversations with yourself um but that's where negativity is, is can creep in and uh and, and not allow yourself to even present that side of the argument to yourself yeah, why? yeah, and what people don't realize too is like from a you know a neuroscience standpoint, like you know negative you know habits and things like that, negative or positive, they both create you know new neural circuits in the brain. And like you were saying earlier, like our brain is primed for danger. And so when something bad happened, whether you were a kid and it was a traumatic experience or you're being chased by a tiger, like that literally excites parts of the brain, like you know the amygdala and the hippocampus. And so like it can actually affect like those, you know, the size of your brain, we have cortisol receptors in the brain and people don't realize like, you know, the power of that. And it all starts with your hypothalamus and that whole conversation to the rest of the body. And so like, I always give the example to my clients. It's like, you know, if you're a mom and you have a bunch of kids around, let's say, and there's a building, you know, it's burning behind you and you act super calm, like the kids are going to act calm. Right. And so like, if we're freaking out, like our cells are just responding to our brain the whole time, psychoneuroimmunology, there's like a whole field of this. And so like, I think it's really great that you brought that up too about this whole idea of like like yeah it, there's of course these philosophies about like yeah you could do yoga and you can meditate and mindfulness and that sounds great on paper but when you're like going through some shit it's not always so ideal to sit down and be like i'm gonna be mindful today because sometimes you're like my life's just a fucking mess and like i need to just meet myself where i am so like i'm you know it's nice to hear that too where it's like you gotta kind of just do what works for you yeah. right and, and and but there's some basic things that that we would call the fundamentals of thinking that are just or, or just know the consequences. The more you talk about what you don't want to have happen or, or, or how bad things are, you know, every time I say it out loud, it's 70 times more powerful than if I didn't say it at all. And it also increases the probability by saying it out loud that it's 70 times more likely that it will continue to stay that way. And, and so we just let our players follow the data and let them make their choices. Because yeah. there's, no, there's no right or wrong. You know, uh, and, and I don't believe we're born negative or, or we're born positive. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I was, I'm, you know, I was young and I would read quotes every week at my school in front of 800 people at eighth grade and different types of things. I do believe I lean, uh, uh, you know, positive, uh, you know, more and, and neutral, but, but positive thinking can have some real power in the absence of negative thinking. But what happens is when people are really negative, they try to force themselves to be positive and you have two frequencies going on at the same time. And, 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 and so, and, and, and I think, you know, as you said, um, you know, our identity and in, in, in our neurons can change all the time. So if we start acting differently, we become different. Uh, and that's, I think the, the best way to navigate this. Like you have to live in the real world with what's happening right now. So to me, it's all a matter of like, you know, number one, I, I won't say the name of the virus right. ever. Yeah. I don't say it out loud. So I, 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 I say the current healthcare challenge. Now that doesn't, you know, it, that's what I need to do, you know, be like for me. Um, and, and the military has been referring it to as, as a challenge while the media refers to it as a crisis. Yeah. And, 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 you know, a challenge to me, by saying challenge, it doesn't diminish it. Um, you know, it, it means it's a, it's a serious, but, but challenge feels like you can overcome and you can, you can compete with the challenge. Crisis is really scary, you know? So, and again, I don't, you know, the, the, the media's job 
is, is to take care of the people that buy media time, mm-hmm. you know? So if it's Snickers buys a commercial and all these people, I mean, their job, their job's not to, you know, be impartial. Their job is to scare the shit out of everybody. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, keep you turned on. And I, you know, the first maybe five weeks ago when I was trying to, all right, well, what do I need to watch? Like, all right. Garcetti is the mayor of LA. I should probably watch his press conference and Gavin Newsom, this and that. And, you know, I was just terrified. And then I just was like, I can't, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like what, you know, so I work uh, for the LA Clippers um, and uh, we get updates and our team president gives updates that are like, this is what you need to do. You need to do this. This is what's happening in LA. This is the things you can and can't do. This is like, he gave, you know, they give us all the information that we need to know. And I follow that. Yeah. And then I watch. Uh, I have not turned on any television. Um, and then it took me almost four weeks to watch any ESPN because ESPN on their ticker on the bottom line would run all these people that were dying. And then finally they stopped, you know, and I didn't want to watch that, you know? And uh, so I wanted to know what I needed to know, but like I'm responsible for me. Totally. So, so when I hear the terms that are, that are out there, you know, um, because we don't have any solution for them, it's not like hearing the flu, you know, um, where, you know, there's like, okay, there's a, there's a viral form of treatment. There's Tamiflu, there's, you know, different types of things that you're going to do. Uh, so the, the, the term the flu doesn't scare me or this one obviously does. So why would I say it, you yeah. know, but I also don't run a global organization. If I ran a global organization where I needed to go on, one of my best friends is the CEO of MGM Studios. We're going on a walk tonight. Imagine being the CEO of MGM Studios Yeah. right now. I mean, you yeah. run the largest movie conglomerate in the world, and we don't know when people are, like, you know, going yeah. back to the movies, let alone, you know, what version that will look like. Yeah. You it's know, wild so right now with the yeah. media, I think. Like, you know, I said this in one of our earlier episodes. I said that I think we're all having emotional indigestion right now. Like, there's just a lot to digest and process, and that directly affects things like your mood and parts of your brain and, and you know, everything. But also, I think right now what's happening with the media, too, is like people, I think, have sort of settled into some version of like, okay, this is not my, quote, normal, but this is the new norm for a bit. And it's like kind of when you're not like how everybody's just mindlessly snacking right now. It's like, okay, well, I'll just go on social media again and see what news clip is happening or I'll just turn on the TV real quick. And it's like, even if you're not paying attention to it, people don't realize subconsciously like that's feeding into their brain all day long. And like that is causing micro anxiety for a lot of people and worry and all that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, that's like what we're seeing a lot of like, you know, to your point about just like sort of a media overload. And I, I mean, I'm the same way. I don't watch TV or any of that kind of shit with that. Cause it's just like, there's enough negativity in the world right now and craziness and you know, the media hype that it's like, you, like what you said, you got to just try and control what you can control. Just like you can control what you put at the end of your fork. You can control if you don't have to watch the news 30 times a day, you know? Well, you have to, but it, it really, I don't know what's right or wrong. I yeah. know what the data, the data tells you what it tells you. So, you know, uh, um, where I think it's harder, I think for people that are new, were news consumers, but mm-hmm. had an eight to 10 hour work day where right. they would go to work and they would kind of have whatever, and they'd be all different rooms, different meetings. And then they would come back and then they'd have uh, three or four hours of sticking their head in a garbage can. Um, but they had that other eight hours to balance it. Now, you know, a lot of people don't have that other eight hours to balance yeah. it. So they've upped their consumption, mm-hmm. you know, on a topic that I don't care 
you know, if you're neutral or whatever, I mean, it's still a really scary topic. Um, and, um, and, and and so it's just, you know, like I said, uh, I'm not afraid to, to know that I can't handle it. You know, at the different times in my life, I have a huge threshold where I can handle it. But what I can tell you is athletes, you know, the best athletes in the world, we're not consuming, uh, uh, the criticism on us. We're not reading any of the, the, the information on us. We're minimizing that when we're going into a national championship, those are all the things that we're doing that are going to give us a, our, our best chance. We're staying neutral. We're focusing on our, our, our behaviors and our process, not the outcomes as we get ready for 60 million people to watch 103,000 people in a Rose bowl or whatever. And I've been at eight of those games and you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay the same way that we handle those with this. And, and I think you have to know what you need to know. Um, and there's no right or wrong. You're not wrong for, for watching 11 hours of news and, and the different, you know, I've had friends who've gone through this and, you know, um, and, and I think that, you know, I think to the degree that you can, you know, like, uh, but I also think, you know, 700,000 people have had it and been got through it, yeah. you know, and, 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 and so I think that, that, uh, and I, I do believe that social distance is making a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think like everybody, I think you're hopeful, um, you know, that we'll, we'll come up with a plan, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and a course of treatment, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and then, and then, uh, you know what, truthfully, if Obama was president, just because he could put sentences together, I would probably, I would probably watch a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a Republican, but, but Obama could speak, yeah. you know, and, and so like, you know, um, I, I don't want to hear somebody, you know, who ridicules people, makes fun of people and but you're like, you know, like that stuff's not, that, that stuff doesn't fly anymore, mm-hmm. you know, so like I, I'm not going to watch it, you know, and, uh, and, and that's, you know, if there was, you know, somebody that could really present the case with the truth in a neutral way. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I think that that would be something that would be, um, all right, good. But, you know, fortunately for us, it's our team president (laughs) for our team and, and he does a great job of that. It's not always what you say, it's how you say it sometimes, you know? (laughs) I do totally agree with you, though, with the news. I know, like, a few weeks ago, I was struggling with this a lot um, because the news was just constantly playing in my house. And Mm -hmm. I was just falling down a rabbit hole, not even, you know, subconsciously listening to it in the background, doing something else. And I was like, I could have shut this shit off. And I haven't watched the news now in, like, almost a month, and I feel a thousand times better. I right, don't know and then what's going on, and I'm okay with that because <laughs> I'm not fighting well, the battle. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and someone else exactly. Is you're not living in a you know you're not you're not being medieval. You're 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 following a process that 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 makes sense for you, and you know what you need to know. Like like I said, for me, I'm applying for the small business loans. I'm yeah. doing the things that we need to do. I'm doing controlling the things that I can control. I'm trying to order a car and you know, navigate the different types of things. And then I had other things I was facing and dealing with. I was trying to navigate that. And then, um, and, and, you know, then I'm watching, you know, like I'm watching, uh, going back, like we're, uh, Sean and I are going to start like the, the, uh, Star Wars saga, you know, and, 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 and doing different things because, you know, so many of those things, uh, you know, take your, take your mind to like a much better place. Yeah, they do. Um, and, and, and so, you know, and, and I think that that's really powerful. So, um, you know, hopefully, 
Um, and then I'm in control of that. And, 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 and so, you know, I think trying to watch a little bit of that or going back through and watching the TV show billions and oh, a yeah. couple other things and, and then, uh, just trying to balance it. And then also, also rest, you know, just, yeah. you know, just spend some time and catch up and rest and sign books and, you know, go from there. So do podcasts, you know, do podcast, with, podcast tour with, with a couple uh, Jersey girls. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what else could you be doing in this time? Exactly. So. exactly. Yep. So there, there you have it. This has well, definitely been one of my favorite episodes. Me so far. too. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I just love how, like, when I, when I asked you like what to do to deflect negativity, you were like, just stop saying stupid shit out loud. This I'm is how like, I know you're not from California yet, because yeah. like you would never. People in California don't say shit like that. But I just love that you made it so tangible for people. Like, just like when the thought comes to your head, just shut, just shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. And be like, nope, not giving, not giving life to that depression monster or whatever it is. So yeah, I mean, because because unless you can can come up with some facts that prove, you know, for the most part, nobody's going to say, you know what, I really benefit from just saying a bunch of like Dumb basically shit. taking a bat to my head <laughs> and, and, and saying, you know, I'm, I'm never going to get another job. Of course you are. Yeah. You know, but, but I, I'm also not saying to say you are like right now you're, you're like 25 million people, you know, just, and, and, and then there's a lot of us, you know, I've had, I finished a book and we, we, we got it launched and had all these speaking things booked and a lot of money and I made a lot of decisions about things I was going to do, where I was going to move. And you know, none of that stuff. Now uh, I I still have a functional reality, but, but the reality I was hoping for totally changed and that's okay. And, and uh, so I'm navigating it. I'm coming up with contingency plans. I'm, you know, doing the, the, the best I can to, you know, Hey, this is, this is the deal, you know? So, um, you know, we'll navigate it and, and, uh, and do the best I can. And then I, then, and then I think the, the last thing I would say is, um, you know, have that all-star team in your life, man, that the, the people that, that you can count on. And, and, but, but you also have to know, like, like my mom, I love her, but I, I, I'm only talking like every couple of weeks. Cause my mom, you know, will tell you everybody in the world who died <laughs> yeah. and all these things. And so like, I you know, told her right from the start from the beginning. And I was like, I, I was like, if if you even consider going down any of those roads and I start to hear you mention anybody who's, you know, this, this, and this, I will hang up and, and not talk to you for a long time. Yeah. Like, I don't want to know any of that. Like I, I just, you know, and, and she's been better at it, but, but she also knows that it's hard for her, uh, you know, to not be that way. So I get more text messages from her, you know, and then I have certain people in my family who are really negative. I just blocked them. <laughs> I love it. I'm the queen of blocking That's people. I call them like love language. Oh, um, that is literally my love block language. Block and delete. Block and delete. And like, no, because in nutrition all the time, you know, we talk about pro-inflammatory foods and this and that. And I always talk about pro-inflammatory thoughts and pro-inflammatory people. Like people will be like, yeah, no, I'll give up dairy and gluten tomorrow, but I'll keep this shit person in my life forever. And I'm like, let's fucking start there. How about that? You know? So yeah. I love that you said that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's you true. have to be selfish for yourself, but we need to care about others, uh, and, and serve, but this is a time like getting yourself oriented. So like, you know, so now I know like, all right, um, this is more or less my system. This is how I'm going to navigate 
this particular challenge. This is how I'm going to try to control this. Um, and, um, you know, like even if you have to go to like a hospital in April of 2020, which I've had some follow-up things that, that, that I had to go through uh, connected to a surgery I had. And um, you know, I was like, oh my, like, if you think logically, particularly like, you know, like a hospital in Beverly Hills, like they're going to do everything in, the, in their power to make sure that's as safe an experience as you can have. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I was, I was like, okay, I got to go there. You, you know, like I, 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 I'm going to make sure, like, I'm not going to indulge. Oh my God. You know, I'm not going to tell that many people I got to go. And, and you know, you go in and you wait in line, you get your temperature and you go down, you do your, you know, follow up or whatever. And, um, and, and the precautions they've taken to the clean and there's hardly anybody in there and all the elements and all the things like that, you, you know, like you, you do what you need to do and you don't give in to the people like, Oh my God, if you go, it's going to be like, you know, the movie platoon, you know? <laughs> and, 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 and so I, I just think that, you know, like it takes what it takes. You got to do what you got to do right now um, to navigate it. And, um, but the things that I guess are within your control, um, you know, if you can watch the news and you enjoy it and it, and it can uplift you, do it, you know, um, you know, you, uh, but if, if you know there's consequences to you and where you're at psychologically in all the different places, um, you know, their job is not to be truthful to you. Yeah. They're not trying to have a silly goose time. That's for goddamn sure. So, so, you know, you got to yeah, maybe so laugh at a meme every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, at the end of the day, uh, like for me, politics, elections are fascinating. Obviously, I, I don't even know anything. Like, I don't even know how they've, they've even able, been able to, to, to do uh, primaries. So, yeah. um, you know, the, so I know if I turn it on to any of those stations that, it's going to be, you know, um, the fear stuff. So, and, and their responsibility is not uplifting me. That's my job. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a part of the reason we wanted to do like this podcast, particularly during this time is because I think people just need another outlet of like positivity or something to just, again, like hear, they could know inherently what to do. It's just sometimes you have to hear it a different way from a different person. And it's just like, okay, turn the news off for 10 minutes, listen to a podcast. And like, you can go back to living that whenever. So we're super grateful that you came on today and we would love to. Well, glad, glad, glad to do it. Um, yeah. I think, I think so. on iTunes tonight, I might watch the movie Garden State just for you guys. Ooh, we like it. If you ever come to yeah. Jersey, we'll take you on a pizza tour. You know, we'll show you the best Italian oh. Food. like you let us know when you want to come to the east coast and we'll hook it up all right well listen guys thank you guys so much i, I enjoyed it love what you're doing stay the course right thank yeah, you thanks. enjoy yeah. the rest of your uh sunny day out there in california all right see you guys